1: And we have with us Adriana Mendez. She is a community manager at Cypherglass. Thank you so much for joining us, Adriana. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be here. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off with what is Cypherglass? So
0: Cypherglass is a premier US-based EOS block producer candidate, and right now we are in the process of helping boot up the EOS network. OK,
1: OK. So what are some of the unique features that Cypherglass is offering?
0: So uh, because it's a new safe and block producers in the EOS network is brand new, um, we are technically creating a safe. And what makes us stand out is we have raised standards as a block producer. So the EOS network recently released the code, block one, um, released it this past Saturday. And since Saturday, we've been, uh, been in the process of coordinating the boot up of the network uh, globally with block producers all over the world. So right now, we are uh, responsible for safeguarding and securing the network and making sure that it's tested well enough for everybody to, to start using. And what makes us really unique is our infrastructure and our experience. You know, we come from uh, a highly crypto experience and infrastructure background. We have a team of eight that work hard and dedicate themselves to making sure that the community is well-informed and, um, you know, really making sure that we are doing
1: everything we can to protect the blockchain that's about to be launched. And you mentioned their education. Um, what type of general education resources are you providing?
0: At this time, um, we really effort towards YouTube videos. So right now, uh, Rob Finch, our CEO, has been providing the community with educational resources via YouTube. We have a handful of videos right now that explain what EOS is and what the blockchain is and how it's going to help enterprise-grade um, you know, blockchain scalability and usability. So um,
1: you know, really, our education steers towards what is EOS and how can it help the community grow. And I love that you're very community based. Um, you have a lot of sponsorship of, of public goods and you're decentralizing a lot of things. Can you talk about a little bit about your beliefs and, and what you are all involved in?
0: Yeah. So as a community manager, I definitely take it very seriously, take the position, you know, very seriously, and safeguard it with um with all the past experience I've had. I started in Crypto um, in late 2014 through a coworker, and since then I um, I've pivoted my marketing and business development skills towards the market, and I've always worn my educator hat first. Um, so really, you know, bringing it back to that education theme, my goal as the community manager is to consistently provide education to the community, but you know, in an unbiased manner that kind of speaks. Um, speaks to everyone. You know, blockchain is an extremely technical language, it has a lot of, um, you know, facets to it that if, unless you're in a programming or a developer background, you really might not understand the value of. So as a community manager, it's my job to break down a lot of those technical terms and a lot of that technical language to, you know, everyday people so they can understand the value of blockchain technology as well. So, um, you know, like I said, keeping that educator hat on is super important to me and in Psycherglass You know, as a team, we really, we've really pushed, um, you know, this unbiased agenda that we want to be asking the right questions and asking what a block producer should be and could be uh, to continue raising the standards for the benefit and health of the EOS network. So, for us, it's really about that transparency, reliability, and just making sure that EOS is consistently flourishing and growing.
1: And how give us a little bit of background about you. How did you get involved in in uh, in this company and, and what's really your driving force?
0: Yeah. Um, so we all have our own little unique crypto story. Each one of them is like a, like a little snowflake, I think. And mine started with just, you know, a coworker bugging me in the office every day, kind of saying, um, Hey, do you know what this Bitcoin thing is? Do you know, um, you know, are you familiar with, with this stuff? And I, I wasn't. And just like most of us do, I shrugged him off in the beginning and kind of said, Hey, um, you know, this sounds kind of scandish to me. I don't really know what this is. Um, you know, I, I, never really questioned where my money came from but through you know just chit chat in the break room and and just you know 5 minutes here and there he really helped break down what currency was to me and and introduce the right questions into my, my mindset so um you know a year later i found myself wanting to grow as a as a marketer as an independent consultant so i Went out on my own, started my own, um, you know, started my own little business. And at the time, I was, um, you know, bleeding money from my savings because starting a business is extremely expensive. And that same person, that same coworker, um told me that they had a room to rent in their house. So I downgraded from my apartment to save some money, moved in and little did I know, I was moving in with a bunch of, like, crypto nuts, like, crypto <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I was I was totally submerged in it, and it was great. You know, at first, I didn't quite understand why my roommates were running around the house saying, like, oh, my gosh, we hit a new all-time high today, and oh, my gosh, this is, like, history in the making, but as I, you know, was there longer, I started to really grasp it and understand it, and with the 2016, Election going on at the same time, everything just started to really correlate because I was asking myself all of these kind of anarcho-capitalist-based questions uh, without even knowing that that's what they were. But eventually, I fell down the rabbit hole full time. You know, it was up till two a.m. on YouTube,
1: um, <laughs> and
0: and really just. <laughs> really, just delve in. Um, you know, fast forward a year later to earlier this year, Rob um, Rob Finch reached out via you know a, a headhunter and and you know ran about the the proper channels to vet me. And once I spoke to Rob, I was hooked. You know, I had heard about Eos. I wanted to be a part of Eos. So I was holding you. So to have the opportunity to go work with a block producer, um, and not just any block producer, but this this group of people that had this passion and drive for bringing a borderless network to the world, it was, you know, exhilarating. And since then, um, I can't remember waking up a day since I took this job without like serious passion and purpose in the world because I suddenly feel like I'm carrying a baton and steamrolling a blockchain that's going to potentially bring, um, you know, the unbanked bank banking of situations and potentially bring the remittance market solutions and potentially bring gap developers, a scalable blockchain to, to solve the problems they're trying to solve. Um, I've found a lot of purpose in this because of my team and, and, you know, all of their experience, um, the camaraderie, it's, it's palpable between us and I love working with these guys. Um, you know, they, they actually send their regrets to not be able to be here, but they are busy booting up the main net right now. So, uh,
1: you know, they all send their regards and, and their thanks for having us on the podcast as well. That's fantastic. I can really hear the passion in your voice. And I, I get that a lot from from people in this world in blockchain and cryptocurrencies, because it's, it's a very needed new way of thinking about things. You know, the old way could not continue without being challenged in some way. And, And you brought up the unbanked and the underbanked and just the astronomical effects it can have on these people's lives is just one reason why why this is important.
0: Yeah, I think I think like at the bottom, like the foundational level of everything that we do, not just EOS, not just CyberGlass, but I think everybody involved in blockchain and crypto, I think that might be like our end goal as a as a whole community is to like, you know, to bring people the things that they need and and ultimately we feel have rights to as humans and, you know, aren't getting right now because they are underdeveloped, under-resourced, and underserved. And, you know, I'm just very proud to be working with a team who feels a consistent calling to bringing that to these people. Um, It's not every day you meet people like like that. It's not every day we meet people like you guys where this stuff genuinely matters and, and... you understand the implications of it. And I think that that's maybe the next step in something like mass adoption is relaying all of these terms down. And I don't mean to use the word down as talking down to someone, but just relaying these words down to the rest of the community, the rest of the world, in a way that they are truly going to understand the value in it. you know my val- my background speaks to uh, value proposition and customer awareness and um, creating urgency around a product and I think that in the non blockchain world that's really important uh, in business structure but the um, the reasons can get lost in translation or they can get lost in just in the purpose of just trying to make a dollar and. And I can feel the difference between working for, you know, just a corporation, just cashing a paycheck and then working for a purpose. So what I'm truly hoping, hoping to bring the world and, and the EOS community is a sense of purpose of behind, you know, why we get up every day and why we go to work every day and find the value in it because you don't have to be just in blockchain or just in crypto or working for a crypto company to um, pull the value out of it and take it into your life every day. Like everybody can wake up and feel this passion and purpose that we have in whatever they're doing as long as they know they have the tools to continue bringing it.
1: And that's what blockchain G is. It's that tool. Exactly. And, and companies like Cyberglass are helping really fill in the blanks where Where people need these these very specific things to be solved,
0: right, right, I mean, we hope to bring the community um not just producing blocks you know we don't want to just produce blocks for everyone, we want to provide um a place and a home for DAP developers to come and say, "Hey, we have this idea, and we don't know how to get started. Can you help us?" And you know we would like to one day have an incubator that, um, you know, that we see DAP developers come into and and hone in on what it is they're trying to do before they go out into the world and do it. Um, you know, organization and funding are two huge things that are missing from the
1: DAP development world right now, and we hope to really bring that in. That's fantastic. So you, you touched a little bit about, about what you want to bring to the community, and, and what are kind of your future expansions? that you're working towards currently? Mm -hmm. So some of our future expansions right now
0: would be a DAP incubator um, as well as a DAP community. We would like to host hackathons in the future and potentially partner with universities, high schools, things of that nature to start bringing DAP development and coding and programming and tangible skills to students because these are the people that are literally gonna be building our future. So we feel like it's important to consistently reinvest in education, reinvest in community, reinvest into the development of decentralized product, projects. So if you're out there and you're listening and you have an idea or you uh, would like to host an event, you can always get a hold of us and pitch us your idea. And if there's something to be had there, we are happy to help push it
1: forward. That's fantastic. So, you know, working in this space, and you have had such a, such a lovely story of getting involved with it, and you had to learn very quickly. What are some of the biggest things that you have learned throughout this process and moving forward that you'd like to share? Um,
0: so, you know, there's little tangible skills, you know, the technical skills that I had to learn. But I think what I've learned the most from this community is how to speak to people and how to communicate properly with others Um where the communication is actually happening. You know, there's a lot of conversations that happen every day that I think it's just people talking going in one you know, one ear and not the other. But um the thing that I have learned is how to listen, you know, how to respect the views of my my counterparts, my peers, my competitors, because without listening and absorbing that stuff, I can't do my, my job properly. And if there's one thing that I would like people to take from this interview and from my experience, it's um, really listen. And don't just listen with your ears, but listen with your heart, because whatever somebody somebody's taking the time to speak to you, they are taking the time to communicate their thoughts, and that's a very valuable thing, and we don't need that to stop. We don't need ideas to stop flowing between one another just because we don't know how to listen.
1: That's a a really fantastic advice, and you could also just apply that to a lot of different areas in your life in general, right?
0: (laughs) Right. I mean it's a huge thing to be able to listen. I I hear people every day arguing over which chain is going to win. And even though I, mm-hmm. I have this strong love and belief in EOS, um, I don't think there is going to be a, a declared winner. You know, I think that every chain provides some type of milestone in the entire market. And I think that we're going to see several chains win out and be big ticket items in the future for enterprise-grade level blockchain projects. I just, I would like people to take that advice of listening in with when they're discussing and debating blockchain versus each other. Because if we can get past the competitive part of my chain is better than your chain, I think that's when the real projects are going to start, because you take a little from this one and take a little from this one and build something even better. And that's what this community is built on, is taking what we've already done, learning from it, and it's better.
1: Oh, that is fantastic. What is one of the best ways for people to connect to you and to learn more about Cypherglass? I know you said YouTube videos and yeah. things. You know, give us all the info. <laughs> no
0: problem. So you can first of all, you can go to our website, which is cypherglass.com. And just so that way you don't get the, um, the spelling wrong, I will spell it out for you right quick here. It's C-Y-P-H-E-R-G-L-A-S-S. And you can also find us at Glass VP as in block producer. That's going to be our Twitter address and uh, on Facebook. Me personally, you, could find, you can find me at Crypto underscore Adri on Twitter. And you can find me at Adriana Mendez on Facebook.
1: Awesome. Adriana, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast and, and sharing your passion for what you do. Thank
0: you so much for having us. We really appreciate it.
1: That is Adriana Mendez. She is working with Cypherglass, and that's C-Y-P-H-E-R-G-L-A-S-S dot com. Check them out. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to
0: Almost Here, around the corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies,